Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Good morning. Welcome to Revival Life Church. I'm Tracy Thomas. I'm the Director of Pastoral Care. So glad that you're joining us this morning. Hey, I'm so, I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. We did. We really enjoyed it. And you know what? Today is my husband, Pastor Carl's birthday. Family, I hope you ate lots of good food and enjoyed giving gifts. And um, I'm glad that you're joining us online today. I hope to see you um, being active in the chat and saying hello and um, saying good morning to everyone. So, welcome. This morning, we're going to have a bit of a shorter service, and we're going to start off our service with um, singing, saying a psalm. Just like the people in Jesus' time, we're going to worship by reading a psalm um, out of the book of Psalms. So we're going to read Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Amen? Amen. We just worship the Lord. He's very good. Again, I just want to welcome you all. Um, we're, if this is your first time joining us at, uh, online or in person at Revival Life Church, we want to welcome you on behalf of our Revival Life family. If you'd like to know more about what's going on at Revival Life Church, uh, you can text GORLC to 97000. Also, we want to let you guys know that um, the beginning, uh, beginning on January 11th, we will be having 21 days of prayer as a church community. Stay tuned for more details about this from Pastor Carl. And really exciting news, next Sunday we're going to be having a guest speaker. We're going to be meeting in person again, and um, we'll be uh, welcoming Mario Bento Jr. We're super excited. Mario and his wife Luana are from Brazil, and they are missionaries to the United States. And uh, he's coming to bring the word, and he has a strong prophetic gifting, and we are so excited to, to hear what he has to bring to Revival Life Church. So make plans to be here, bring a friend, come ready to receive look forward to seeing you next Sunday. So now, um, let's gather around our time of giving as you prepare the Lord's tithe and your offering. 
And I'm going to read to you out of Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Then he said to them, Beware and be on your guard against every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. And so what I, I believe Jesus is saying in this, in this scripture is that um, life is bigger than possessions. Life is bigger than um, what we have in our pocket. Um, but when we give our tithes and offerings to the Lord and to his purposes, we're partnering with him and, and joining ourselves to something bigger than ourselves. And so as you give today, know that you're giving to God's work and you're partnering with him in what he is wanting to accomplish and bringing his gospel to his people. So if you, as you give today, you can text the amount to 84321, or you can click on the link in the description and go to the church's giving page. So um, you might be in your living room right now, um, but let's go ahead and stand and let's make these declarations in faith all together. Ready? Father, I traded my time for this money, and now I give you the first of it. As I make you Lord over my life, I know you will bless the remainder. Today, I am believing for you to bless me in the city and in the field. Bless my offspring and multiply my business. Bless my provision and my management of it. Protect me from my enemies and make them scatter. Bless my accounts and the land you give me. Establish my family as holy and let the world see I am blessed. Make me abound in prosperity, both with relationships and money. Open the treasury of heaven and reign on my life. Cause me to be the lender, the head, a blessing, and the blessed for my good and your glory. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for, for those that are joining us today. I thank you, Lord, as they give, Father, that they know that they are joining themselves to something greater than themselves. Father, I thank you that we can be a part of furthering your kingdom, uh, spreading the gospel throughout this community, Father. And I declare blessing upon the people as they give. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, let's welcome our lead pastor, Pastor Carl Thomas. Hey, Revival Life Church. Thank you to my beautiful bride for the introduction. Thank you for the happy birthday wishes I've gotten for people. Thank you so much. Uh, such a blessing, and uh, like Tracy said, I hope, hope you had an amazing Christmas. I hope you uh, really encountered God in the gift-giving. You know, the Bible does say more blessed to give than receive. And so uh, if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas uh, and you just decide to buy it for yourself, just be like, you know, it's, it's blessed to give, and so I'm giving myself this gift, right? And uh, we just, just, thanks for joining us online as we, kind of made it our annual tradition to uh, have an online service the week after Christmas. And uh, here you are. Hey, if you're in your living room and uh, you're standing, whatever, we're going to declare our faith like we always do. Hopefully you have this memorized. If not, maybe that could be like a little New Year's resolution. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and declare our faith now. So uh, let's say it together boldly and, uh, 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 and proudly, if you would, right? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried. 
He descended to the dead on the third day. He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He'll come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Come on, somebody, say amen. Amen, 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 amen. Welcome to Revivalized Church again, our online edition, our birthday edition. And uh, I, I just want to thank you for joining us. Like, like uh, Pastor Tracy said, we're going to have a little shorter service today. And I, uh, we, we, we're, we're going through the book of Luke, and uh, we're in Luke chapter 11 right now. And I have a, a firm conviction. The Lord is beginning to talk to me about next year. Uh, the Lord is revealing secrets. The Bible says that He reveals secrets to those who seek Him. And I have been seeking the Lord. I have been uh, uh, hearing Him. Uh, Pastor Tracy and I uh, have been spending so much time in the presence of God. And we have been uh, soaking with uh, the other elders, the Rentlers. We have been uh, praying with several of you. And we are hearing God. And we are, I, I just, whatever God reveals to you is just so precious. And it's been precious what he's been revealing, but I have a deep conviction in this next year, God is going to do a work of deep spiritual formation in so many people. And I want us to be prepared for it. I want us to be prepared to be spiritually formed by God. You know, the culture wants to form you. Offenses want to form you. The world wants to form you and be transformed into its image, but we are to be transformed into the image of Christ. And we want to be deeply, deeply spiritually formed. That's why on uh, January 11th, we are beginning our 21 days of prayer. Now, uh, you want to sign up for our podcast. If you haven't signed up for it yet, it's in any podcasting app, wherever you get your podcast, in Apple or Spotify or whatever. Uh, you want to sign up for our podcast because every morning we're going to have a uh, podcast devotion that you're going to be able to listen to. It's going to give us prayer direction. And we're just going to pray together for 21 days. And I have a feeling that we are going to encounter the Spirit of God this year. This coming year, we are going to encounter the Spirit. We're running after God. We're running after the things of God. And if we're going to go after God, uh, a key part of that is actually connecting with Him. Now, Jesus, up to this point in the book of Luke, uh, He had started doing miracles. He had been a teacher, considered a rabbi. People didn't understand anything that he was doing. They didn't get it because they didn't know his source. But Jesus is such a generous God that he shares his source with us, and that is the Father. He shares his Father with us. And we find ourselves in Luke chapter 11, starting in the very first verse. The Bible says, and it happened while Jesus was, what did it say there? Praying. While Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also had taught his disciples. See, John the Baptist had his disciples, and uh, he was teaching them to pray in the way of John, and, and they saw all the people come out, except Jesus was doing miracles. They said, hey, John taught his disciples. John was helping to shape the spiritual formation of his disciples, and they said to Jesus, hey, will you teach us to pray? 
Jesus had been challenging them, and they finally got it, that Jesus had a secret place that he would go to to get wisdom, to get power, to get peace, to get authority. And that was the secret place of prayer. The disciples saw this. The disciples saw that Jesus came out of his prayer time different. He was carrying something, I believe. I believe the anointing was upon him. I believe that he came out with authority. And, and you may be wondering here, as the year is ending and we're coming to a new year, like, why, why am I not walking in the peace that God promised me? Why, why don't I understand what's happening around me? Why, why am I not seeing the things I thought I would see? Might I suggest that it's possible that we have neglected the place of prayer? Oh, if you're like me, you just, you know, you, you want to pray more. You, 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 you want to spend more time with the Father. But, but some people, just, just like the disciples of Jesus, are like, but I, I don't know exactly how to pray. How do we pray? And they ask Jesus, how do you pray? And so many people say, hey, just talk to God. Well, talk to God about what? what? What does that mean, talk to God? And Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And we see here in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9, you probably said this in church growing up, our Father who's in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but forgive us, deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And, 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 and we know that. We say that. We believe that. But do we understand that? I don't believe Jesus was giving us magic words. You know, Jesus, Jesus was giving us a prayer model. And this is a prayer that I pray at least twice a day. Now, Jesus said, pray this way, and he taught us that prayer. And so I say that prayer in those words every day. And between me and you, I just figure, you know, if I didn't do anything else right today, I got that right. Right? Like, I got that prayer right. If I don't pray anything else, I got that right. But then I pray it a second time. And the second time I pray it, I pray it as a model. Now, here's what I want you to get. And this is super important. Prayer is not a religious obligation. Prayer is special. This is a special thing that Jesus gave those who follow him. It's, it's an invitation into the life of the Trinity. It's an invitation to shape our world, and it's an invitation to be shaped by God. Prayer is a time of spiritual experience. Prayer is a, a time of loving presence of God. Just in the presence of our loving God, in, in a personal and in a private way. Now, you may not have had a loving father. You may have had a father who, who maybe was loving, but was critical. Maybe he was a little absent. Maybe, like me, you were raised without a natural father. And what I've found is your relationship with your natural father often clouds your relationship with your spiritual father. Sometimes we get our relationship with our natural father and we jam it down onto our relationship with our spiritual father. You may have known this and you may have forgotten. And I want to remind you that we don't want to fall into old patterns of making God in man's image. No. Your father wants to spend intimate, intimate time with you. Jesus came to change your relationship with your Father in heaven. Now, this is
this was particularly important as we look at the context of this scripture. Stick with me for a second. In the time of the Roman Empire, being a good father was very, very different than what Jesus came to do. As a matter of fact, if you know God as love, it is because Jesus came and changed everything. And it's changed the whole world. See, in the time of the Roman Empire, the father decided which kids would live and which kids would die. The father was regarded as the dictator of the home. He was the boss of the house. He looked at the family for resource, not as an object of his love. He decided which children were sold into slavery, which ones were pawns, which ones were raised, which ones were the heir. Jesus came to change all of that. Jesus said, you know, just before this scripture in Luke chapter 11, let's look at the context. You remember, he sent the disciples out. He sent them out to heal and deliver and to share the freedom that he lived in. Gave it to his apostles and he said, go, give this away. Remember this? We just talked about it a couple weeks ago. And when they came back, they were bragging like little kids. Look, look, look what we did. We, we healed people. We saw miracles. We cast out demons in this grave. Jesus was like, man, that's so good. That's so good. And they were giving Jesus credit for it. And Jesus modeled what we're supposed to do. He then went and gave the glory to the Father for that. And he says this about his Father in heaven in Luke 10, 21. At that very time, he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone who knows, the, anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal Him, meaning the Father. Interesting, as Jesus is talking to His disciples, He refers to God as Father five times. Five times in rejoicing over the apostles. And that's why shortly thereafter they said, listen, wait a minute. You're doing something we don't know about. Teach us to pray like you know how to pray. And so he gave us this model, and I want to quickly, in the next just couple minutes, stick with me here. Uh, we're going to quickly go through this model, and I believe this is going to supercharge your prayer life. This is going to give you a model to follow. It's going to let you know what we need to be praying to change our world and change ourselves. And it's going to give us a little bit of ammunition to fight the enemy off our lives. Amen? Amen. 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 So, hey, let's get into this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He says, Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven. Now, before you've done anything, before you've earned anything, before you've accomplished anything in the day, Jesus says, listen, He's your Father. He's your Father in heaven. And, and we want to begin our prayer time. We want to start off declaring that this is an intimate time with Father. We may be, declare at the very beginning of our prayer time. I, I like to start with something like, Father God, you, 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 the wonderful God, you, my Father, you, the one who created me, you who knows my plan, you know my world, 
You know what I need. You, the lover of Carl, my daddy, my father, my redeemer, the source of all life for me. I know that you hear me and I'm thankful that I have this time to spend in your presence. I don't have to wonder whether or not you're here. I know that you're listening. You want to start your prayer time, not with begging, not with wonder, but with a declaration that you are a child, a loved child of the Most High God. And then he goes on to say, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is, is, it means holy, it means reverence, it means something so set apart from the common. That's the name of God. The name of God is one of our weapons against the enemy in our life. It's also a source of praise in our life. And so Jesus tells us we are to start our our prayer time declaring that Father God is our Father and that His name is holy. You see, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power in using the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of God. And so you, you want to begin to declare right here at the beginning, my Holy Father, your name, who you are, is holy. The very essence of your nature is holy. You are Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord, our righteousness. You're my righteousness. I'm not righteous on my own account, but you are my righteousness. You are the Lord God Almighty, El Shaddai. You're more powerful than anything that's happening. You are the Lord, my shepherd, Jehovah Ra. I'm coming before you, Father, as the one who leads and guides you. You are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You are the God who revealed himself to me when I was lost in sin and called my name and washed me in your blood and filled me with your spirit. You are the God I'm praying to now. Declaring who God is is an act of worship changes the atmosphere around you. The enemy hears it. God hears it. Holy Spirit enters the room during the praise of God. And so we do this in our prayer time. Then we, do, then we pray God's agenda before we pray our agenda. Sometimes we come to God and we got a begging list, right? But Jesus said, listen, first thing we want to do is we want to do an act of surrender. We say, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I like to pray this very specifically. I might say something like, your government come, your politics be done, your issues come before my issues, here like it happens in heaven. This is, this, 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 this is the prayer of the believer. The believer prays by God What's important to you is more important than what's important to any of us here on the earth. You know, sometimes we just get so busy, we forget that God has an agenda, that, that God wants something to happen. I was, um, I was, had a doctor's appointment this week, and uh, I was at the VA Medical Center, which is where I get my health care. Um, and I was down this hall, I had to get a COVID test, and it was really not the greatest instructions on where I'm supposed to get this test, uh, just as a, you know, just a standard thing. And I went down this hallway, there was nobody there, and it was in the middle of nowhere, and I had to use the restroom, and I uh, popped in the restroom, 
and uh, it was small, and there was an elderly veteran in there who was on a little little scooter. And there's a lot of elderly vets at the VA hospital. So uh, I stood out in the hall, and I was like, man, I've, I've been here forever. I've been here forever. The, the, the appointment I had, I was supposed to have, I, I waited an hour. And uh, then they called me on the phone to have the meeting. I was like, I could have done this at home. I, I don't understand. And, and, and yesterday when I woke up and I prayed this prayer, on the way to my appointment, I was praying, Lord, I just want help me to surrender. Help me to surrender. Help me to surrender. Help me to surrender. Help me to understand that your life runs my life. And that I am the son and you are the father. And so uh, I, I was there and I was like, well, I'll just go home. I'll just go to another restroom. I just want to get this test and I want to go home. So I was a little frustrated at this point, but I was trying not to be frustrated. And uh, I said, no, 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 I'll just stand here. And I waited a couple minutes for the, this, this gentleman to come out of the bathroom, and nothing happened. And so now I'm in like this little, you know, do I go back in? You know, I don't want to rush him, uh, but at the same point, maybe, I don't know, he went in the stall, I don't know. And so I waited a couple more minutes, and then I just said, well, I'm just going to go in. And so I opened the bathroom door, and this elderly vet was sitting there a little dismayed because the automatic door didn't work, and he was stuck in this restroom. And I just sat there and I thought, had I not, had I not had that delay at my appointment, who knows how long this man would have been stuck in this bathroom? Who, 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 who knows? And so I opened the door and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in here. And I was like, hey, no problem, I got you. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm really apologize. I'm hoping. I said, man, God has me here for a reason, right? And so, you know, there's a cart in the way and I held the door. And he was able to get out, and I just went in the restroom. This is going to sound silly, but I just sat there and I said, God, just continually remind me that my life on earth, the purpose is to serve you and your people. And, and in that moment, here's a man who wasn't abandoned, who wasn't alone, who wasn't stuck, just because somebody didn't get frustrated and walked away. And this is what we do. We pray and we say, God, your your agenda done in my life. And you begin, at this point, you begin praying the things that you know are God's priorities. Lord, your will be done. I pray that these lost people that I know would be saved. I, I pray for wisdom and guidance for the people in my life who have authority. I pray that your will will be done in my finances. I pray that your will will be done with the poor and the marginalized. I pray that your will will be done with this coronavirus, that your will will be done in the news, that justice and freedom for those in bondage, that you would accomplish your will in my life, Father, on earth as it is in heaven. Then after we have prayed that his will will be done, we immediately go into praying our dependence on him. This is the life of a believer, that we depend on Jesus Christ for everything. And we are growing in our spiritual formation in dependence on God. We're not trying to become independent. We're trying to live in dependence. And so we pray. We pray this. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. God promises to supply all our needs. In Psalm 121, he says, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains from where comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and Earth. It blesses God when you depend on Him. Don't ever be ashamed to ask Him for stuff. He loves. I mean, you just spent how much money on Christmas? Because you love giving to the people you love. 
God loves meeting your needs. But this prayer I want you to see is followed by another prayer. Matthew 6.12 says, And forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. Now, I want you to see something about your loving Father. Before you ever ask for forgiveness, Jesus says, go ahead and ask for your needs. They're not conditional. It's not conditional on your behavior, on your mental mindset, on your actions or attitudes that God wants to supply your needs. I heard a story just today. And, uh, there was a man um, who had been in a terrible uh, motorcycle accident, uh, and he was in a bad place. He had part of his uh, leg amputated. Uh, he was really banged up. It happened very recently, and uh, his marriage was beginning to fall apart, and uh, um, he didn't understand why. Why? Everything was coming apart. And he was at Costco, and he was buying a hot dog. And he said he was standing in line at Costco to get a hot dog, and a man he did not know walked up to him and said, Hey, I, I uh, this is a true story. This is an absolutely true story. He said, um, Hey, I know this is going to sound weird, but um, I just really felt like God wanted you to know that he sees your suffering, and... Um, and that he wants to heal you. And the man thought, you know, I've lost my foot. I have all kind of damage to my bones. God wants to heal me. And the man said, do you mind if I pray for you right now? And the man said, yeah, yeah, you know, i got nothing to lose. I mean, Costco eating a hot dog. Like, for sure, go ahead and pray for me. And so uh, he begins to pray for the man. And the man only prayed for this guy's mindset. He prayed that the trauma would come off, that the depression would lift. Uh, he prayed that, uh, that he would be encouraged and that he would seek uh, what he needed to become whole again. In that moment, the man realized how the accident had affected his mental health. And that is what was causing his marriage to fall apart, not anything physical. You see, God, God wants to meet your needs, your physical needs, your spiritual needs, and your emotional needs. So if this part of your prayer, tell him what you need. I begin today like, Lord, I know what's coming up. Like, this is a hard meeting I'm going to have. I pray that you would give me wisdom. I pray that you would give me patience. I'm, 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 I'm going to visit somebody, and I pray that you would give me words of knowledge. I pray for divine appointments. Give me what I need today, God. I'm feeling a little heavy that you would lighten my spirit. Pray, for, pray to God what you need. Like, get real with God. Amen? Amen. Type it in the chat. Get real with God. Type it in the chat. Get real with God. We're almost done here. Verse 12, And forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us. This is, this is, this is super important for Christians. We need to ask God, hey, hey, check my heart. Check my heart and... and, and let me know what areas of my life that I'm not walking in forgiveness. Where is there bitterness and, and, and unforgiveness in my heart? And, and, and we need to forgive those people who offend us. But before we do that, we need to ask for forgiveness for our sins. What I have found in the church these days is an absolute poverty of spiritual awareness of the 
cancerous nature of sin. If you pray this prayer every day, then every day you're going to go before God and confess your sin. You talk to people today, and they act like they're too good to sin. Like, they're, they're, they're way below, above and beyond it. Like, they've graduated from it. And if we're going to walk in God's grace, if we're going to walk in God's mercy, if we're going to walk, hear me, in God's power, we better walk in His forgiveness. And we do that by confessing our sins to God. Now, this isn't a condemnation. This isn't looking for terrible things about me. But it generally isn't that hard to find what we did wrong since the last time we talked to God. And so I just go before Him, Father, forgive me. You know, yeah, I got angry at that thing. And I let my mind wander at that, that time. And I looked at that thing for too long. Forgive me. Uh, I wasted this time. I, I had a bad attitude. Forgive me. Help me. And then I'm like, who am I angry at right now? And I say, Lord, forgive me for judging them. And then I just, I forgive those people right there. I forgive you for being a moron. I forgive you for being an idiot. I forgive you for being, I don't say that. Uh, I, I might, but I then have to repent and start the whole thing all over again. Uh, but I forget, I'm, I'm real with my emotions before God, and I forgive the people who need forgiving. So, you know, we get so focused on what we deserve, we don't repent of our sins. And if we're going to walk right before God, this, this, this could be what unlocks your whole year. This could be the, the, the little thing, forgiving and forgiving. That could be the aspect of your spiritual walk that unlocks the next thing God has for you. And after we do this, after, after we, we, we confess and we walk in forgiveness, then things begin to change. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and righteous to forgive our sins. Watch this and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, hear me, things are about to get very good. Now that we've fellowship with God, now that we have confessed, now that we've released, now that we've communed, now that we've declared our dedication, now we have some authority to do some spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare can be super weird because people don't do all these steps before they get into it, and they drag their unforgiving selfish, unspiritual self into spiritual warfare and come out beat up. No, friend. No, no. This is how you get into spiritual warfare once you are clean. Here goes Matthew 6, 13. And God, don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What does that mean? That means now, now, devil, God, I know I'm right with you, and I am trusting God. And you are going to unmask the plans of the devil in my life. I am going to be able to see people who are lying to me. I'm going to see the traps that are set for me. I'm going to see where you have a plan, Father God, and the enemy is coming to bring a counterfeit plan. I don't want the counterfeit plan. I, I don't want the devil's plan. I don't want my flesh plan. I only want your plan, God. And I want the devil to flee seven ways. And I begin to get into spiritual warfare right here. And I begin to tell the devil, you have no authority over my family today. The blood of Jesus covers me. Lead me not in temptation. My flesh will not rule the day. And you will deliver me from the evil one. The devil's got no plan. Now, I start pleading the blood of Jesus over you, over this church, over my kids, over their day, over their future. 
I start praying for my friends and family. I pray for the sick people that I know. I start commanding the devil. And I just pray over your life right now. For those of you that your prayer life has been even subdued by, the, by, by a spirit of sleepiness and by a spirit of slumber and by some sort of spirit of confusion, uh, I just declare in the name of Jesus, clarity over your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Spirit would fall and give you a revelation of the authority that you have in Jesus Christ over the plans of the devil. He's got no plan. He's got no power in your life. He's got no power unless we give it to Him. And as we pray God's will over our life, the, 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 the plans of the devil are broken. The plans of the devil are scattered. The plans of the devil are erased and removed. As we begin to get into this place, we say, yeah, yeah, no, I am the righteousness of God. I am redeemed. Thank you, Father God, that you're leading me. And where you're leading me, any devil I come across, I have authority over in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? Somebody type amen in the chat. I'm getting excited right now. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about right now. We're going to uncover the devil is what's going to happen right now. We're not walking in his plans anymore. And then we end with the shout of victory. For yours, O God is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And so we just end reminding ourselves that the victory belongs to God. The victory belongs to God. My victory. God's going to bring it. Your victory, friend. God is going to bring it. And in this next year, in this next year, we are going to see the victory of God in every area of our lives. We're going to pray like we never prayed. We're going to minister like we never ministered. We're going to sing like we've never sung. We are going to celebrate like we've never celebrated. And we're going to watch the devil flee like we've never seen before. I even got a, a, a prophecy sent to me. I'm, I'm getting them. I mean, do you, feel, do you feel the spirit moving, you know, next week? My friend is coming. He's going to minister. He's had just very powerful prophetic words for me. Uh, good preacher, good friend of mine. Uh, I just I feel it brewing in the atmosphere, and we need to live in the expectancy of God moving in our lives. We need to live knowing that the victory in our lives belongs to God. You say Amen, Amen, Amen. So listen, starting tomorrow morning, wake up, pray the Lord's prayer. Carve out a little time. Sanctify some time with God. Set apart a little time that's holy time for God. And watch how He begins to transform your life. So I want to thank you for joining us today on a birthday edition of Revival Life Church. I want to thank my uh, beautiful bride and my family for blessing me and all those who reached out and said, uh, Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I love you. And uh, uh, I am uh, looking forward to being with you next Sunday. And uh, if you need anything, go ahead and put it in the chat below. We would love to pray for you. And uh, if you're a first-time visitor here, go ahead and click the link down there in the chat from the, from the announcements. We'd love to connect. And uh, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all these who are dedicating themselves to a life of prayer. I thank you for these who have decided in their heart that you are God and they are going to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Father, I pray that you would help them to carve out time in their lives to pray and hear the voice of God. In Jesus' name, everybody said?
Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Now go and be the church.